0: Hello, and welcome to Talk to Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence in Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work to Be Well. Today's episode will address medication stigma, and joining me for this discussion are three members of Work to Be Well's National Student Advisory Council, Kaya, Mohammed, and Luna. As a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Let's get going by having each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and what. why does this topic matter to you? Who wants to kick us off?
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Mohammed Shadeed. I'm a senior in Suffolk High School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And this topic is important to me because I have uh, several members who work in healthcare, and I feel like... Uh, in terms of medication with mental health, it's not really talked about enough. Uh, there's a lot of like confusion and fear around it when it really should be treated and looked at as any other uh, physical ailment.
2: Um, hi, everybody. My name is Kai Bates. I am a senior at Chihuahua High School in Washington and um, this topic is really important to me because it actually stems from personal experience. I've taken medication pretty much my entire life, and I've definitely seen a lot of stigma around it, and um, so I really want to be able to get to talk about my my own experiences with this.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Luna. I'm also a senior in high school from Providence, uh, in, in Burbank, California, just as Kaya, I also have personal experience, except, uh, I take more ADHD medications. So there has been always stigma around my family because I am, um, Latina. So it's like, there's a big stigma within that. So, um, I just, I want to talk about it and also learn more.
0: <laughs> well, I really appreciate, uh, everybody being willing to share their own personal experience. That makes it a whole lot more valuable when we're talking about things from our own perspective, and let's, let's dive in a little bit. Why is medication necessary? Uh, what do we take medication for?
1: So I guess medication is necessary in cases where, like, certain um, mental illnesses or issues uh, affect your everyday life. They prevent you from performing, like, everyday normal routine tasks um, normally and efficiently, and you just need them to help, you su- to help support yourselves. Uh, It doesn't mean that like you're weak or you're dangerous or that something's wrong with you. It just means that in most cases that you just need a little something extra to give you um, some chemicals that your brain doesn't produce on its own.
2: Um, just like what Muhammad said, yeah, about the chemical imbalances in somebody's brain. Um, and so I, it's just equally as important as getting help for your physical health. So it's the same thing because uh, when you're hurt physically, you want to take medication to get better. And so that's why with, with mental health, that's also, it's the same thing. Just taking medication to help you with your daily life.
3: It's just that little bit of help. It's really like um, you get a lot out of it. And I, yeah, I, I completely agree with both Muhammad and Kaya. They kind of said it for me mostly.
0: <laughs> well, and I think it's important to know there's there's medication that we take sometimes that that you take for a long period of time. There's also short-term medications. And that's true for physical health as well as for mental health. And I think we'll talk about some of those types of of examples as we get going. But, you know, thinking about it, what does it take to get medication prescribed? I mean, do you just go to your primary care doc and and there you go? Or is it more complicated?
2: Yeah. So in my personal experience, I, I've gone to a psychiatrist um, and I got prescribed medicine from there after an evaluation, a checkup. And um, and I continue to see my psychiatrist to keep getting the medication that I need. Um, and, and in my case, it is anxiety medis- medication. Um. And so, so that's, that's how I got, um, prescribed medicine, but obviously there's different routes. So
3: in my personal experience, because mine is more of like a learning difference, I had to go to a learning specialist and the evaluation took about three days. Um, and then after that, I had to go to the doctor and then, uh, like you give them the paper that was assigned by this learning specialist. And then you like, you start your medication journey. So.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important uh, to see a doctor before trying to go on medication because or trying to get oh, medication that isn't necessarily over the counter because each person has different situations and needs different needs adjusted to them. So if you explain to your doctor uh, what you're going through, your symptoms, they can prescribe you the best option for you.
0: Well, I think it's important and you've all highlighted that the evaluation of what's going on for you really drives the medication decision. It's not like we're going to do a blood test and go, oh, you have attention deficit disorder. It took three days and it takes a learning specialist and somebody to look at what is your history of how you learn and and what's going on with you. And it takes, um, same thing with anxiety or depression or anything like that. These are things that take evaluation over time. Uh, When you first start taking medication though, how long does it take for a medication to to actually work?
3: Um, For me, it took me about a month to find the right medication. I was bouncing in between different kinds of medication um, so yeah that's how long it took for me but it's a whole process the dosage correctly, the right like medication because like yeah it, it's a whole it's a whole process but I would say like to be very patient because I was expecting when I first got my medication to just for it to work right away. And I was like, this is going to be great for me. Um, but it, it took, it took a long time to know what worked for me.
2: In, in most cases, I, I would say for, for most people about six to eight weeks, but um, in my case, it was such a long time ago. I could not tell you, <laughs> but what I do know <laughs> is that, is that it made such a huge difference it and a lot of people think with with mental health medication just like what Luna said that that it's just gonna take one day and then boom like oh I feel so much better you know like if if somebody has anxiety like I don't feel nervous at all like the next day you know I think a lot of people think that's that's how it works but um same thing with like ibuprofen if you take ibuprofen when you take it right away you don't feel anything, right? It takes time to like get in your system and, and to help you feel better. And so that's the same thing with, with mental health medication. And, and I definitely notice because sometimes I I've gone in spurts, you know, like go on a trip. Sometimes I forget my medication and I can, I can tell when I have not taken it. And it's, it's more, it's more that like, I don't really necessarily know when I'm on it. Like that is working, but I can definitely tell when I'm off of it, that it isn't working. (laughs) So.
1: I love that comparison with ibuprofen and like um, medication for like physical um, ailments. It doesn't seem like it's always working at first. Uh, I also think it depends on like how you view the medication itself. Like if you're in denial about needing medication in the first place, it'll take a lot longer to see results of the medication working. Cause I know I've had like family members who were on antidepressants and they were like, I don't need this. I don't need this. So, and then like after their like monthly um, amount was up, they're like, see, it didn't work. It had no difference, but that was because they were like refusing to accept uh, the medication and the effect, which I think like the psychological uh, impact and thinking of a medication can affect its overall effect as well.
2: Uh, just like what Muhammad said, I, I agree with that. I also think a lot of people that do take mental health medication have the tendency. I mean, in in my personal experience, it is such a gradual process that people often don't like what Muhammad said. Don't realize that it is changing. So a lot of people might think, "Oh, this doesn't work." Like that's like med- medication for mental health doesn't work because I didn't feel a difference. But Um, I think it's more taking the perspective of when you first started to where you are now and how that has changed rather than focusing on like every single day and like, oh, I didn't feel nervous and that kind of stuff. I think it, it all just it's such a gradual process that a lot of people tend to have that that stigma that it doesn't work.
3: Going off of what you both said, it's all about mindset. I remember when I first uh, received my medication, I kept looking up a bunch of videos on the specific dosage and being like, what does it do? How does it affect you on TikTok? Like all these social media platforms, literally. Um, and it would tell me like what I'm feeling. And then I'd get really scared and I'd be like, no, I don't want to take this. Like it's saying this, it's saying that. Like there's no, I was, I started to get really afraid and I was in denial of the medication. And then once I kind of, Got off of social media was start like doing my research and just let it be like my own experience is when I really started to see the change and also be very appreciative of the medication that I was receiving and taking and um, how it was really like helping me.
0: You yeah, it's such a good point, Luna, when you talk about people going out and, and Googling for their medical advice, right? You know, or going on TikTok to go, wait a minute here. Okay. A doctor who went to school to learn how to prescribe medication is giving you medication, and you're going to listen to an influencer on TikTok instead. Um, that's such a really good point because people can Im- influence their own uh, experience of medication just with their mindset and with their expectations. If you expect that you're going to have heart palpitations with your medication, guess what? Your heart's going to race you know, because you're expecting it to, and your mind is a very, very powerful tool. So these are the types of things that that we really need to think about when we're looking at these types of medications and also looking at the mechanism for how they work. You know, a great example is, you know, the idea of antidepressants. Antidepressants have a very complicated way in which they work. And I want to ask, you know, any of you, what's your understanding of how antidepressants work?
1: So I know that they, like, increase, like, certain neurotransmitters. I might be wrong, but I believe it's serotonin, Um, which I think a lack of serotonin causes, like, increased feelings of depression. So antidepressants just focus on that chemical imbalance and provide it so that your brain has more of that and overcomes the lack of it, which is responsible for, like, general depression.
0: You know, that's a really, really good. You're really super close, Muhammad, right in there because it's, uh, there's a certain classification of antidepressants that are serotonin what we call reuptake inhibitors and they're the ones that help keep serotonin wash in your brain by inhibiting the neurotransmitters that take it back up right so there's all different kinds of medications that that do things with our neurotransmitters and there's a difference in how they impact you when you're an adult and when you're an adolescent there are some you know, medications that are not what they call indicated for adolescents because there's so many different hormones flowing around in an adolescent body that the way to do studies on those is very different. So we have off-label prescribing for those types of things, which is usually done under the supervision of a child psychiatrist or somebody who specializes in working with youth. But they're very interesting things. There's a lot of other types of mechanisms for antidepressants. and, And there's also some drugs like gabapentin, for instance, that you could take in addition to an antidepressant or to an anxiety medication to make that medication work better. Uh, everybody's a little bit different. It is a lot like a cocktail uh, in terms of you got to add a little bit of this and a little bit of that because all of us are unique individuals. Now, when we're looking at m- mental health medications, what do you see as the benefits? What What does ADHD medication do for you? What does an anti-anxiety drug do for you? How does this make you feel?
3: So. Um... For me, ADHD medication, I've never been able to sit down and get work done and focus like I have never been able to do that. But once I took my medication, I could at least get 10 assignments done in two hours. Wow. That's something that I've never been able to do or sit in the classroom and be receptive to what the teacher is telling me. I just started my med- my medication junior year and I'm now a senior. So imagine if I took this medication since the start of like high school or like middle school, because I've always thought I was like really dumb and stupid. I was like, I don't understand anything. Like I'm not smart. School is not for me. And it put me down. So once I took medication, not only was it like helping me learn, but I started to feel good about myself. And like my confidence level is just completely like rose. And I, I like, I felt happy within myself and by myself. So it, it's done so much for me. So, yeah,
0: that's amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess, um, like, with my family members who have taken, like, antidepressants, even though they were, like, uh, they had denial of it first and denial of issues with mental health, you can see, like, the change, like, in interactions, their, like, facial expressions, like, after a certain amount of time, they, like, genuinely seem to be happier, even if they don't recognize it uh, and admit to it that the antidepressants were working, you can, like, uh, see physical physical changes, um, mental changes with them too. So it definitely does have a positive overall effect. <laughs>
2: um, in my case, um, I take anti-anxiety medication. Uh, for me, um, it it's helped me regulate my extreme fear and worry. Um, and I think that's something that people assume with, <laughs> with anxiety medication. But I think uh, some other things that I've definitely seen... Um, especially in the past few years, because I've been taking a higher dosage um, is I've actually had a lot better hold on my emotions and how I react to things as well. Before, I didn't really realize that medication could help me with that. But I've seen in many, many situations in my own life that have have proved that to be right. Because I mean, there's just sometimes where like, I I react to something and then I... <laughs> Give myself a little pat on the back. Sometimes I'm like, "Whoa!" Like I didn't know that I could do that. You know, just regulate my emotions in such a way that, because before I just didn't really have a hold on my emotions. I would, I would, you know, switch from happy to sad to you know extreme, like you know, happiness, whoa, to <laughs> to a lot of worry. And so I think that has been really helpful for
0: me. You yeah, know that that is a great benefit, Kai. When you're talking about emotional regulation. And that ability to kind of like level out the highs and the lows and to, to really kind of get to that more normal place. and And it's interesting because when we look at efficacy for medication for mental health, it's extremely good. When people get treatment for depression, when they take antidepressants, especially antidepressants combined with therapy, it's extraordinarily effective. Even with very, very intractable depression, it can be extraordinarily effective and people get their lives back. It is literally life changing. And I think that's what you're all saying in here is that that taking mental health medications, you didn't know this was going to happen for you. You didn't know, Luna, that you were going to be able to focus and have that attention. And imagine when you go to college, what a difference that's going to make for you going in there. And and same thing with, with you, Kaya, with the anti-anxiety medication, how that has shifted and changed your life. That is very, very possible for people, which then leads to the question of, can you just stop taking these medications? I mean, is how's that work?
3: So um, I know it's really hard because when I first started, doctors, some doctors were telling me, like, you know, you don't really need to take it on the weekend. And some doctors are like, no, take it on the weekend. So I have tried both. And personally, I I know antidepressants is completely different, but I like yeah. to take it almost every day, my medication, because it also is a mood regular. Like, it quiets me down. It actually helps, like, my overthinking and overwhelming thoughts that I have all the time. So um, I, I personally don't think that, like, just to, like, stop in the middle of like the process makes quite sense to me um but I I think it's also everyone's like on their own schedule and it's it works differently for everyone
2: I think that I, I mean that's a great question you know like when when should we be able to you know stop but I I think I mean it's different for everybody that that's kind of a difficult question because I mean, everybody struggles with different things. I mean, mental health is different for everybody. Like somebody who who suffers with ADHD may not have the same experience as someone else who suffers with the same thing. And so it's mental health is such a complex thing that I think that ta- definitely talking to your therapist, talking to your doctor is definitely the best way to go as far as advice, because I mean, I'm not going to say they know best. I mean, they do, but they know better than me at least. <laughs> but um, um I, I just think that I think in my experience, when I'm doing a lot better, I tend to lower my dosage. So it's not necessarily stopping my medication, but it's, it's making it so that I can function more with less medication.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with what you guys said. Um, like you guys said, mental health is like, a constantly like flowing states, never really stagnant. And I think, like, a misconception is that people think medications will like eliminate the possibility of ever experiencing a mental illness again. And I think it's important to address that because, like, life events are always constantly changing. Something could happen in your life which could cause um, symptoms of mental health illnesses to arise. So I think it is always good to speak with your doctor after each dose has passed, check in with your therapist. Um, just to see how you are doing and see if like it is uh, necessary to continue having medication. Uh, If not great, uh, but just be aware that like it may be necessary to return to in the future based on like how uh, your life goes.
0: I think that's uh, the most important point in this is it's, it's individual for everybody. Some people with ADHD only take their medication during the school week and that works for them. Other people take it every day. Uh, Some people only take anti-anxiety medication when they're having anxiety. Other people need to take it every day. There are some medications that can take two to three weeks, sometimes even longer, like we were talking about, to work. And then they have to, if you're going to stop taking them, you can't just stop because there are consequences to that. Um, That's especially true with a lot of antidepressants and some of the antipsychotics, because when you stop taking those medications, there are other issues that happen for you. You need to do that under your provider's supervision, uh, because otherwise there can be some difficulties that, that come with that. And with anything you got to take, you know, the bad with the good. What are some of the negative side effects that you see of medication?
2: Um, in my own, in my own case, um, I have, I've fluctuated from different dosages. I think that a lot of people may have been prescribed the wrong dosage. And so I think there might be some negative things along with that, but, um, I think in in my own case, i've had I've had experiences where I've had too much dosage and and I've experienced, I mean, I think it's a great thing to regulate your emotions, but I've also experienced almost not really not, I guess I wouldn't say not really feeling anything, but i've I've experienced periods of of time in my day where I don't really feel good, nor do I really feel bad. It's more just like a constant neutral. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely experienced that with higher, with higher dosage of, of medication. It's almost, it's almost like it's, it's numb a little, I just feel a little numb. And like, I'm just like going through the motions of my day rather than actually living in the present.
3: Going off of what Kaya said, I, in my own personal experience, I feel the same way. I'm really not social. When I'm on my medication, meaning I don't want to talk to anyone because I'm so like, I just want to focus and do what I need to do that, like, it stops me from being able to be engaged in conversations. And my friends are always like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay?" And I I think I don't want to say negative almost, but like, how can I balance in between like the both almost like what do I need to do? What do I need to work on in order to balance
1: both?
0: Good point. Really great point.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great point you brought up, Kaya, with the baseline and how, like, medications seem to just bring you to that baseline of, like, that numb feeling. Um, Like, you're not necessarily, like, depressed or having negative uh, emotions or thoughts. You're just, like, in between. Uh, And I also think another thing to be cautious of, as in, like, any other medication, is, like, uh, regulating the amount you are taking, making sure your doctors are aware of it. If you do have incorrect dosages, make sure you address it with your provider so that it doesn't become an issue with, like, addiction. And then if uh, you're uh, taking off of medications, withdrawal can also be uh, a substantial issue. So you just want to avoid uh, the overall problem. And there's
0: a lot of medications, especially when you're looking at antipsychotics, that can have impact on weight, that can have impact on uh, conditions like diabetes, some of those other types of things. Some ADHD medications can make it difficult to sleep, uh, especially Betty and Luna. Yeah. What's your experience with that?
3: Um, so I actually lost a lot of weight. Yep. And yep. sleep was like gone for me for the first two months. I was not getting any sleep and it was like I was I started to have like panic attacks. And I was like, I'm so like tired and I, I knew I wasn't sleeping, so it was stressing me out. Yep. Um, but with the whole eating thing, I really like I did have to like stop because I I needed to like gain weight. I was losing way too much weight. So That was also really hard. It's like, I need to like eat in the morning. I need to set timers. I need my parents to also kind of be on top of me as well. Kind of having like a whole schedule. Because once you take medication, you need to put yourself on a schedule. You need to, put. I think for me, at least it has worked like waking up at a specific time in the morning, eating at a specific time, having lunch at a specific time and dinner. Um, So, yeah. So my
2: sister suffers with ADHD. So she also takes medication for her mental health. And it's, it's kind of interesting seeing the difference between anxiety medication and ADHD medication and the way it works. Um, and so I've seen that in her life. I mean, in, in in her case, she she is actually always tired because she always has a certain time of day when she just crashes. Like all of a sudden, she's just so tired. Like she has so much energy. And then around... 1 ish till like 3 PM. She is just so tired every single day. And I, I think that has to do with, you know, w- like what you said, putting yourself on a schedule. Um, and so we've been working on that, but I think, I think that could be a downside too. just have, having those slight just moments of your day that you're just so exhausted because I mean, I've experienced that too, for sure.
0: Well, and you really bring up this good point about being on a schedule, it's really important, especially with ADHD medications and, and with any anxiety drugs, um, it's really, really important to have a consistent schedule, take them at the right time of day. If you're taking your ADHD medication, which is usually a stimulant, um, you know, right before bed, that's not a move. It's not a thing. So what are some tips you have for making sure you take your medication on time and that you keep to a schedule? How do you manage that?
2: uh I have, I'm the type of person that forgets literally everything so I will not remember anything and so I've I've tried you know sending reminders on my phone but then somehow I don't get the reminders I don't know <laughs> but um so something that's helped me is actually getting like the Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday like <laughs> like the little pill carrier thing and that's what I have to do to take it. I mean, I'm the type of person that I literally have to set it right in front of me. I have to have the you know the days spread out to, to take it in the morning. And then I, I leave it with my dad on his desk. And then every morning I, before I say bye, and then he, he like, he's like, don't forget your medicine. Like I always, I'm the type of person that needs that reminder. I mean, that's just in my case, but so a tip that I would have is definitely set reminders. And if, if you need to, yeah, get that, get that daily, (laughs) daily pill case. I mean, that's what I do.
0: (laughs) That's a great one.
3: Honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out because I forget <laughs> all the time. So what I do is um, I like I would take my like medication to school, not like the whole thing, just like in a little bag. And then once the morning bell goes off is when I remember to take it. So that's like at 9 a.m. and that's when I take it. because so I'm like, oh, my medication, it's it's time. Um, so I'm still trying to figure it out. I know I have to do it beforehand, but um, that's how I usually remember is, the morning bell. <laughs>
1: that's a great way, like associating it with like things in your surroundings. Cause it's like, you know, it's always going to come. Cause sometimes like with your phones, it some, for some reason, yeah, like you said, Kai, it doesn't uh, work. Um, for me, I like writing stuff down and crossing it off. I don't know. It just gives me some satisfaction crossing things off. Um, so that's like what I do as like part of my daily tasks.
0: I love that. Pillboxes are great because they help you stay organized and that way if you're forgetful, like a lot of us can be forgetful, um, you don't take your medication twice in one day either, uh, because that's the other thing that can happen too. So I, I'm a big believer in pillboxes, you know, um, whether you've got something that, that you know, has different compartments, they can be very complicated these days. Uh, they can You can have them so that if you have morning and evening pills, you can divide them up. You can have them so that they're the day of the week, all those types of things. But I'm a big believer in pillboxes and and there's one for everybody. And they even come in very fashionable choices, quite frankly. So nobody actually has to, you know, you don't have to advertise that you're carrying around your pillbox because it actually looks cool. So what advice do you have for people who are just starting medi- their medication journey? What advice would you give them?
3: Um don't go on social media and like research it. I, that's the number one thing I literally did. And that terrified me so much. Um, So yeah, no like social media kind of like researching. It doesn't, it doesn't benefit at all. Um, Be really patient with yourself. I was getting really irritated within the first month that it wasn't working. And I kind of just, I was so close to giving up because I was like, well, there's nothing. (laughs) Um, But just, you have to be patient. There's a, everything works like for everyone like something different so yeah just just be very very patient
2: i think some advice that i would give is to expect results just like what muhammad said when you have that mentality of oh it's probably not going to work then it probably won't work because you you already expect that so i i say to expect results that doesn't mean that you're going to expect results the next day. You just have to expect results. It doesn't matter when it happens. And another thing that I would actually say for people is to not be ashamed to take medication because there is such a negative stigma around it. And for years, for so many years, I would not talk about it because I I felt so ashamed of it because I felt like I was weak in a way because I had to take medication for my mental health. And it didn't seem like anybody around me was doing the same thing. And so um, these past few years, I've actually been pretty vocal about it. Not necessarily like talking about it every day. Like, oh, I take medication. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm just saying like, like, um, so in my case, I've actually had a few friends that have, have suffered with anxiety. And so they, they were talking about wanting medication they're like, but I don't, I don't really know. Like. I just don't think it will work and all this stuff. And so what I mean by being vocal about it is it's telling people about your experience with it, whether it be positive or negative, but in my, in my case it's been positive. And so I actually convinced my friend to end up going to her doctor. And so she's been taking medication for about two years now because I was able to share my experience with it. And, and so that's another piece of advice I would give is to, to not be afraid to talk about needing needing medication for your mental health, because it's just the same as physical health.
1: Awesome. Those are all really great points. Uh, I saw someone else do this, like, when they started uh, doing medications, and I thought it was a really good idea. They were, like, journaling their feelings um, and like, their symptoms, like, every day they were taking medication, and then that that can, like, keep a running track of the progression of your feelings and symptoms over a course of time. That way, you can prove to yourself uh, you can have like written evidence that proves if the, me- the medication is working. So I think that's a really good idea.
0: I think all of those are really great ideas. And I really want to thank you and appreciate all of the very vulnerable sharing you all did today in talking about uh, medication, what works, what doesn't work. Don't Google your symptoms. Don't Google your medication. And believe in yourself. Believe that you're going to get better because we know that having a positive attitude And really putting yourself out there um, with that positivity is something that does bring positivity back to you. Um, Thank you for joining me on Talk to Be Well today and helping to destigmatize medication use. If you or someone you know are looking for support for mental health or any other medical questions, please visit Providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and students, check us out at WorkToBeWell.org. That's work, the number two, BeWell.org, where you can see all kinds of great resources, for any questions you've got related to mental health emotional well-being stigma the whole nine yards we've got it there i i want to thank everybody today for listening i'm your host dr robin henderson and this is talk to be well be well everybody